Hey, hey, what is up, spiritual hooligan? Is your teacher a god? Should you worship your teacher? Are you gonna get in trouble if you say, sup, dude, to your teacher? Hmm, today I wanna reflect on these ideas and help you to create a very constructive and effective relationship with whatever mentors you have, especially those mentors who are helping you to experience enlightenment. My name is Matthew Ferry, and I'm bringing you your daily enlightenment. It's your moment to pause, to slow down, to get connected to enlightened perspectives. I want to help you to quiet your mind and restore your peace. Sup, dude? Can you say that to your teacher? Is that like weird? Is that uh, off color? Do you have to follow some ritual to make sure you make yourself lower than your than your teacher in order to, you know, like be in, in their good graces or the good graces of God? Does any of that actually even matter? Well, today I wanna read you some, I wanna be inspired by my mentor, Dr. David Hawkins, in his book, Eye the Eye. And this is, uh, this is in the Beyond Causality chapter. And he says here, one's commitment should be to God and truth only. Teachers are to be respected, but devotion should be restricted to only the truth. As the Buddha said, put no head above your own. And he says, meaning that one's only true guru is the quote-unquote self. The Buddha nature is what he put in quotes here. So, the self of the teacher and, and one's own self are one. They're one and the same. The teacher becomes a source of inspiration and information. That's it. It's the information that supports the quest, not the teacher. Does spiritual commitment mean that one has to give up the world? No, he says, of course not. It means merely that worldly life needs to be recontextualized restructured and envisioned differently. So does spiritual commitment mean you have to give up the world, right? So is your teacher saying you got to give up the world? You have to like let everything go. And what he's saying is no, of course not. It merely means that worldly life needs to be recontextualized. This is so important. This is all enlightenment is. It is a recontextualization. Worldly life needs to be recontextualized, restructured, and envisioned differently. It is not the world that is a trap, but it is one's attachment to it, along with one's observations that cloud the search for truth. Some attractions themselves are merely time wasters, while others are serious traps with grim consequences in which the unaware become immersed. Now, he says, on the other hand, it is sometimes only as the result of sheer agony of one's having gone astray that hitting bottom, letting go, and accepting better choices occurs, right? So sometimes it's like the sheer agony of, of going down some path and studying some methodology and studying with some teacher and, and just the, the nastiness of so many of my students, I see them, they go down these um, wacky paths. And I say wacky, I don't mean, uh, it's not, I'm not saying disrespectful, right? But um, what I mean by wacky is um, it's so evident that that's not going to lead to happiness and peace, that it's actually uh, a wolf in sheep's clothing. It's, it's, a, it's a protective measure disguised as a spiritual process. So you're actually protecting yourself 
by employing the spiritual practice, which doesn't lead to enlightenment. So he says, therefore, one can never say it is wrong for anyone to follow any particular pathway, for it may be the very means of their ultimate salvation, as painful as it may be. He says, we can say with certainty that anything that fails to make one go strong with kinesiology is not a direction that a committed spiritual seeker of enlightenment wants to follow. And this is such an interesting thing. Over the years, I have been experimenting with this applied kinesiology since 1999. Can you imagine? And ultimately, I concluded something similar to Dr. Hawkins, and that is that strengthening ideas are ideas that, that represent the submodality, no, not the submodality, sorry, the presupposition, they represent the presupposition that all is well. Anything other than all is well is going to go weak on you. It's literally going to cause your body to malfunction because all is well is the ultimate recognition. All is well is the enlightened state. Anything less than all is well is some variation on survival consciousness. And while survival consciousness is very valuable, it's very important, any teacher who is teaching you something that presumes we need to protect this or we need to keep this, we need to keep this safe. We can't tell these people, we can't do this, anything like that. You know, those people don't know and they're bad and they shouldn't be like this or the world doesn't get it. any of that stuff will go weak on you. It will actually cause your body to malfunction. And what he's saying is that we can say with certainty that anything which fails to make one go strong with kinesiology is not a direction that a committed spiritual seeker of enlightenment wants to follow. So if you're not seeking enlightenment, then who cares? One source of error is often the seemingly innocuous human capacity for curiosity. The lure at the door to disaster is not obviously something negative, but a more sophisticated bait that conceals the wolf in sheep's clothing. Meaning, so often we are, we are, are pulled in by the law of attraction, for example, and we think to ourselves, ooh, I want to manifest more stuff. And by the way, it's really fun to do that. But when you're manifesting more stuff because you think it's gonna give you an advantage, that's a survival state. If you're manifesting more stuff because you think it's going to make your life better, it's typically underneath that is some kind of survival state. So these are, this is wolf in sheep's clothing. If you are learning to be magical in some way, it's very interesting. It's very intriguing. But most of the stuff that you'll learn in these various modalities will actually fundamentally cause you to malfunction. They don't lead to enlightenment. They're just... Uh, very sophisticated forms of protection that people like you and I have fallen for over and over and over and over through millennia. We get, um, we get shiny object syndrome. We're like, oh my God, look at how much power I have over others because I have that part of me that is, in, that is able to invoke these things. And it takes us off track. So he says here, it is therefore necessary to avoid that which does not make one go strong with kinesiology because that which makes one go strong supports life 
and leads to truth. He says, can one explore the domains which lead away from strength and truth and return unscathed? He says, the answer, at least for the present, is that it is unlikely. And I completely agree, but unscathed, even then, it really just means uh, that if you follow certain teachers and those teachers demand that you treat them in a certain way and you have to follow these parts, when you come to me, we have to go through this ritual and all that stuff, what you'll find is that most of that stuff is dogmatic and self-serving and it's leading you down a path that is not going to strengthen you. You want to look for those teachers that are focused on the message and the message only and who they are is really just an expression of the message. And you want to be able to, in my world, you would muscle test to see if their message had strength or not. So here's what I want you to do. I want to know, what did I just say? What of that stuff actually stuck out. What is one of your takeaways from Dr. Hawkins and his perspective on this? Leave me a comment. I want to know what you're thinking. My name is Matthew Ferry. I'm the author of Quiet Mind, Epic Life. That's a different book. That's this one. Hi. Quiet Mind, Epic Life. And I would love it if you would like this Daily Enlightenment. Will you like this? Will you, will you leave me a comment? Will you share this with other spiritual hooligans. That's what tells all these platforms that I am putting this out on that this is stuff that other people should be watching and listening to. I would really appreciate your like, your share, your comment. It would make a big difference for me and make a difference for other people as well. Consider subscribing if you like what I'm saying. I put out something new every single day. And then also consider joining us in the Spiritual Hooligans Facebook group. There's a whole bunch of people like you. We're all communing together over there on Facebook. I'll put the link down below. Thank you again for tuning in to this Daily Enlightenment. <music>